So what do you think about uh, Peloton firing a whole bunch of people and then giving them a one-year subscription in their severance package? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. Why did they fire people? Mm-hmm. I don't mean, I don't think they're doing super well. Because, I mean, people are back out in Ow. the gyms yep. and stuff. So I think mm-hmm. they're... Their model isn't as, it's not a bad business model, but it's just not as strong. Cause it's strong doing with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, because I've been posting two of my friends that bought one. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Look no, trend set over here, you know what I'm saying? How was that? When did you get yours? <laughs> it was summer last year, fall. Yeah. Oh, so after the pandemic started? Yeah. And people were back outside? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. I can stop going to the CrossFit gym. Do you My feel knee was hurting so bad from the CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you get? Do you feel like you're in a different type of shape with the Peloton? Yeah, yeah. The Peloton is just, uh, you know, you by yourself and you're not going anywhere. You're in the same position. Mm-hmm. But. What pushes me is like uh, you got like personal record. Uh, okay. And so they put your personal record. I like compete against myself basically. Oh, all right. Because all the rest of the people like, like I did like um, yesterday, I probably burned like sixteen hundred calories. Wow. And they have like an output. I did probably like one thousand one hundred and forty output. The mm-hmm. closest person was like three hundred. Wow. You go hard. Yeah, I try to because I'm competing <laughs> with myself. I see. And and because normally on the leaderboard, when I first started, that's what I was trying to go against. Who was ever on the leaderboard? Uh-huh. I was trying to go get them. But it's this, it's these two other people that I'm always third. Mm. But they like first, far first. Like they put in <laughs> like two thousand output. I wonder, like, I wonder how you cheat. I know that sounds terrible, but like somebody's doing it, right? You know, they go because I do like eighty resistance, yeah, um, and probably stay at like an eighty-five cadence. They doing like a hundred resistance. Wow! Oh, so you can even see the resistance that they're doing. Yeah, you can see everything. Oh, okay. You you can look at what everybody is doing to see how you know guess how to match up against it. Hmm. But it's 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 so crazy, right? So so I just I just I just go against myself. It's like I'm battling myself because if not I probably lose interest. That's fair cuz I mean we are our own greatest enemy. But I did Sunday. I did I try to do it on Sundays too cuz yeah. it's like just get me ready for preaching it's like a warm-up have you noticed your breathing change mm-hmm. you have okay because yeah. i have too <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he can hold these notes a little bit longer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and so yeah that, I, I like it no and then uh, i like the music mm-hmm. uh, and so you you mentioned with peloton being your um, your own competition and it seems that in the scripture that we talked about on Sunday, living the dream, Genesis 45, 1 through 11, <laughs> Joseph had his own enemies, and they were his flesh and blood blood, and his mm-hmm. brothers. So talk to us about this this era of time in, in history in the Bible with Joseph and his brothers. Right. So 
So what's happening here is um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, fathers of faith. Mm-hmm. And they're considered as the fathers of faith of Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. So everybody looked to um, Abraham as the father of faith. Mm-hmm. And so um, Jacob has 11 sons at this time. Okay. And then he's going to have uh, Benjamin, which is going to be the last one, which mm-hmm. is going to make up the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. Jacob's name is changed to Israel when he wrestles with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, because he called him deceiver. You'll no longer be called deceiver, which is Jacob. You'll be called Israel. And so that's where children of Israel come from, Jacob. And so Joseph uh, is the youngest at this time uh, before Benjamin comes. And, and um, Jacob loves him mm-hmm. because he has him in old age and he's showing favoritism towards him and he's um, giving him this coat of many colors to distinguish him from his other brothers mm. and 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 let everybody know this is my favorite child mm. like i said sunday you can't let your children know who's the favorite right even though I definitely ask my mom every so often, she says she doesn't have one, but I you know, I don't believe her. We we don't we don't we we're not gonna publicly tell. Uh, so you a, do. So parents was, do have a favorite. I'm pretty sure most do. <laughs> I was uh, watching Deion Sanders. He was like his kids know they all fall in the ranking system, <laughs> and, and it's based off what they have done uh, of who's the the favorite at the time, and they all know it. Oh, yeah, crazy. But he Joseph, Jacob sets up this system where he, he lets his other sons know pretty much this is this is my favorite mm-hmm. son. I love this boy. And and so um Joseph then he um he has a dream that that his mother, his father and his brothers will bow down to him. Hmm. Matter of fact, he has two dreams that everybody, he'll be standing, everybody else be bowing. And uh, and then he tells his brothers about this dream, and they get upset about it. They're angry about it. Um, so angry that they want to kill him. His dad sends Joseph to his brothers one day, and as he's approaching them, they're, trying to come up with a plan how to kill him. Um, so they decide not to kill him, just to put him in a pit. And then they was about to kill him. They said, And Judah said, no, let's not kill him. Let's just sell him to the Egyptians who are passing by. And so they sell him off into slavery. Hmm. Excuse me. <coughs> they sell him. <laughs> they sell him into slavery. And and once they sell him to slavery, um, he's now working in Potiphar's house. He's a slave uh, working in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him and mm-hmm. make him lie with her, and he refuses. Uh, he goes to, she then grabs his coat or a garment and says he tried to rape her. And um, he goes to jail and. 
it's just it's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 to think he was only a teenager, he was only seventeen years old when his oh. brother sold him into slavery. And um, and then he 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 interprets a dream for the baker and the butler while they're in jail. And he tells the baker he's going to die, the butler he's going to live. And when when you get out, make sure you remember me. And I'm pretty sure Joseph was uh, assuming that once he uh, the butler left, he would come back and get him. But it took him two years to remember Joseph. And then Joseph comes and he interpret the Pharaoh's dream. And then they uh, he makes him the governor of the land. It's it's a lot. It's just reading this story. If you had the time to read it, if you're listening, take your time. Just read um, pretty much chapters forty through fifty, and and tears really captured me. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about it how it affected me while just reading the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's it. And do we have a time frame? Does the scriptures give a time frame for how long? We know at least he's seventeen mm-hmm. when he's gets sold, and then we have the the two years since he's been put in prison. Yeah, he was thirty. He was thirty. When he, he was thirty. Thirty years old by the time he became the governor. Okay, so thirteen years. Thirteen years living in slavery and, and in prison. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, just kind of thinking about and and the thought that he had this dream, and he's not seeing his dream to to fruition, right? Like of. Well, one, just being reunited with his family and seeing them. Right. And then two, them bowing or him standing and them being lower. And so to think about living this dream, uh, a lot of us want to live the dream of being grand, being big. Mm-hmm. Um, you you say shoot for the stars and do whatever your heart desires. Mm-hmm. But I think the what we often miss with the dream, even let's put it into some of our more uh, relevant context of entertainers, athletes, musicians, uh, political f- political right. figures, of the dream of being on top, right? That's what I think we definitely have associated with the dream is I've, I've, m- I've made it, quote unquote. And the fact that dreams are attached to struggle, mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a key note in and understanding that and talk to us about why why can't it be just a smooth path to my path to my dreams? All right. So I don't want no nightmares. <laughs> facts. So um in the sermon I stay, you know, how we have career day at school or at church or wherever we may be, someone's always asking you, What do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. That's a common question. Or yep. you go to school, so what's next? Yes. Always. And that's a question I often ask, and I, I'm starting to <laughs> feel that that's a one that's unwarranted. <laughs> uh, yeah. By, by <laughs> some, because they, they simply just don't know uh, what's next. But um, people always saying, you can do whatever you want to do. You can be whatever you want to be. Shoot for the stars. Shoot, you know. And all this types of stuff, but they never tell you the struggle to get there, Mm-mm. right? They never say um, it's gonna be some tough days, some long days. It's going you're gonna encounter some failures. You might fail more than you achieve, but you gotta keep pushing, mm-hmm. right? 
um, and, and in order to achieve that greatness, to even to get to that stage of CEO or government official, professional athlete or top selling record or stuff like that, you're probably going to fail so much, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that you, you're going to wonder, is this really for me until you just continue to persevere? Um, you got to stay with it. And that's and the, the dream is attached to the struggle. I would say the dream is attached to the struggle because you appreciate it more. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because if there was no struggle, you just in that position, you're like, oh, I'm used to this. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, I judge my kids <clears throat> because they didn't have to endure what I had to endure far as the struggle of living mm-hmm. um no dad or mom not working making great funds you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and so when i look at them i was like man y'all y'all got it good mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um and but i don't know how much they appreciate life or appreciate being where they are so when they get to places they can be like oh i don't want to be here Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. or no, nah, I don't. I don't like those hundred and fifty dollars shoes. I'd rather have the two hundred dollars ones. Mm-hmm. What? You know, <laughs> those are your kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I spoiled them. I've, I've messed them up. Um, I've I've opened them up to see. You know, they got passports as eleven and thirteen year olds. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Not something I'm proud of, but it also something that um, that eliminates them from the struggle in which I endured. Yeah. And so the appreciation of the dream can sometimes feel as if it's not there because they didn't really have to dream it. Right. It just came to them. Yeah. And uh, and some people, if you, <clears throat> because when you dream. It is you looking forward to something that you cannot obtain in the right now. Mm. And so if you never had to dream for it, but it always came to you, it doesn't mean as much to you. Yeah. Yes. And too, like that's that's definitely your dream for them as well. Because you didn't want them to go through right. what you went through. And so hopefully they'll, through listening to this and their own experiences, they'll under stand your dream for them and then create their own dreams not just generation. my kids neither my nephews my little cousins mm-hmm. you know because all of us grew up in the struggle what mm-hmm. we would say in the hood and then we all are men now we're providing for our children on a greater level because um we want it better right yeah um and, and so not, not 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 just my kids. So um, they want. I, know, I didn't mean just your kids. We were just talking about <laughs> your kids. Not we're but not. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. No <laughs> <laughs> kids, but but it's um, it's like I'm saying. You know, I want people don't appreciate a dream because some people don't have the dream for particular things based off. Of what had been given to them. Mm. Right? Um, if we look at our nation, 
many white people don't have to dream about equality mm-hmm. because they've already been in the majority, so they've always experienced favorable actions towards them. Mm-hmm. You know, rich kids don't have to dream about going on a trip mm-hmm. or getting on a plane or riding a bus or mm-hmm. riding a train because they've experienced those things. Um, um, NBA players or superstar kids or they don't have to dream about going to a concert or anything. It's, it's, it's a norm for them. Mm-hmm. Being by their dad or their mom or or actors or actress or being on a set, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Dream like, oh, that'll be, I wonder how that feel. They don't have to dream about those mm. things. And some of them don't have to dream about their careers, either lawyers or doctors, because they've been trained to be paved in that direction their mm-hmm. whole lives and everything's been paid for and all they have to do is show up. So that's mm-hmm. not a dream of theirs. That's just them living a reality. Yeah. But for those who've never experienced that level uh, or those who never um, received um, that type of treatment, uh, first class, or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to dream about this. You got to go after something that you have not have not obtained yet in the in that moment. But when you live in a reality of that, you don't you don't have to dream. That's that's not a dream for you. That's not right. an aspiration because you're experiencing it already. Yeah, and to be able to experience that kind of that um, not delayed delayed gratification in a sense. Um, but there's struggle in between. It's not just waiting, actively working for it. Um, and I think also, too, with the dream, like being ready, being ready to receive what happens, what comes of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, because you said, as we stated, Joseph was 17 when he had his dream. And then it wasn't until 13 years later right. that it came to pass Mm -hmm. and then i thought about you when you were 13 that's when you got the call right but you didn't activate it until how many years later yeah 16 29 so when when you got the call did you i know we talked about you being nervous but like did you feel that you were ready no i still don't feel that way (laughs) (laughs) all these degrees (laughs) certificates and i i still sometimes feel like yo i I need more training Mm. but um i think that's just that's my foolishness too but oh well i I, i'll take it but like you said no when God gives us a dream, we have to be prepared for when it becomes in a comes a reality. Mm-hmm. Because Joseph got the dream at seventeen, but he didn't go into the seat until he was nineteen. I mean, I'm sorry, thirty years mm-hmm. old. David, he was anointed years before he became the king. God understands that even though he gives us the dream we're not prepared for it but mm-hmm. he still allows us to see where he's taking us and sometimes we can become impatient with God's timing and try to jump ahead of what God is doing for us or where God has prepared for us and fumble the bag can I say it like that you, you can <laughs> and, and, and we mess it up we we totally mess it up because 
uh, we're not operating in the space in which God has designed for us because um, we want to jump to our time. Because just think Joseph is 17 years old. <clears throat> the position God wanted him to be in, he was not prepared for that intellectually. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, his, his level of maturity may have not been there. Mentally, he probably wasn't there. He didn't have the wisdom to mm. handle um, where he was going. So God gives him where he wants him to be, but he's not prepared for it. But then for 13 years, God prepares him. Mm-hmm. And and if he wasn't ready when the time had come, he would have fumbled the bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He would just yeah. stay in prison. Right. Yeah. So, uh you made you made some you always do. Make really good points and comments and thinking about how we can thinking about how we can live the dream today. Mm-hmm. And looking at your first point, we must remain humble. And one of the first things you say is from the pit to the palace. Mm-hmm. And as you just shared, <coughs> Joseph's getting uh the dream at 17, but he had some maturity and stuff to go to go through. And I'd made the note of from the pit to the palace. Should we all go from the pit to the palace? And I think the pit is a place of humbling. Because thinking about in my biblical imagination, if he's got this coat, mm-hmm. this technicolor dream coat. His father Jacob is telling his brothers, his uh, friends, his siblings, his other family members, people in town, this is my favorite son. Mm-hmm. You have respect for me. You need to treat him with the same level of respect that you do me. So he's, can imagine, Joseph's walking into the temple. He's walking into town. He's going to the market. And the people are just moving out of his way, giving him what he wants, uh, making accommodations for him. And then his brothers, who are a little bit older and, and usually in the hierarchy of families, mm-hmm. older siblings get the most respect. Right. And they are getting the least of respect, uh, all because Joseph and his coat. So you can only imagine, as they are humans, that Joseph felt that his self-worth mm-hmm. was more than his brothers because of how he was being talked about and the things that were happening for him and so there's as i'm thinking it's like maybe joseph needed that pit Mm. not just his brothers being jealous or not jealous uh, upset and frustrated with him maybe there's a little jealousy in there not even just that part it's a lot of jealousy so we'll use jealousy (laughs) as the main word (laughs) so they were were, you know what yeah you're right they're definitely jealous so they're jealous of him and so, like, that's a part of it. But also, kind of as you said, like, we need to be ready in order for our dreams to come true. We Maybe Joseph needs the pit. Maybe we all need a pit to, you know, remove some of those um, personifications that we've put on ourselves or others have put on us in order to receive uh, the dream that God has placed on us. Now, I know that's a scripture that you'll use later, probably in a sermon. I'll take my credit. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but thinking, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what you were thinking about when you were kind of making this point, but 
yeah, that's something I thought about. You no, know, you just see uh, the humility of Joseph even after he encountered his brothers, right? Um, for 13 years, he, he at least at this time, it's about 15 years. No, it's about 17 years. Hold up, hold up. Seven years. Then two more years. 22 years. Because <laughs> <laughs> he becomes governor. Yep. Then it's seven years of prosperity. And then two years into the famine. So so it's all it's almost over twenty years mm-hmm. before he's seen his brothers. Mm-hmm. Right? And, <clears throat> and I can only imagine every hardship he endured, he remembered that pit. Oh yeah. Every pain, every lonely night, it all referred back to the pit. Um, and and so, I can um, I say he he remained humble because he didn't even try to exalt himself, even when he saw his brothers. Mm-hmm. Now he made them go through some stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. he was in charge. He can, they gonna do whatever he say, and they needed food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the Bible said he talked harshly to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Say so talk harshly to them, and and then, um, but when he saw, him, I was um, I was trying to use your imagination. Use it. Yeah. Uh, saying like when he saw them, I I can only imagine the emotions he felt: anger, and joy, anxiety. Uh, and, and, and you know what I'm saying how how just thinking he's standing there, his brothers bowing to him, mm-hmm. the emotions that's going through his head, um, the thoughts, the feelings, the memories. Um, I would say it could be it could have been a time of joy, but also a time of frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say he, he remained he remained humble. Um, because he didn't attack them, right? right. He, he he didn't he didn't say, "Yo, I'm throwing all of you in jail because you all here, you all spies in the land, mm-hmm. and, and and no matter what happened, everybody gonna go with what I say because Pharaoh said, "I'm only over you because I'm on the throne. Mm-hmm. You over everything. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Wow. That, that's what Pharaoh. That's what the king told him." Uh, a slave from 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 Canaan that was a slave, and now you over. He, Pharaoh said, "You you're basically saying you're over me. Only thing that makes us different is I sit on the throne. But whatever you say, we're going to do." And I say he stays humble because he didn't attack his brothers. Mm-hmm. He didn't try to destroy them. He he all he wanted was to know that, did he have another brother, and was his daddy still alive. Mm-hmm. Now he played some tricks with him um, <laughs> into doing this. Um, he 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 showed he showed he he, and then I also looked at this. Excuse me. <coughs> I, I looked at this and was like, why would God allow His brothers to come to Him at this time? Mm. Um, and and oftentimes when we look at the text, we think they just showed up for Him to gloat or for him to say uh what you meant for evil god turned it around for my good right no that's that's the famous 
line from this story, and I didn't even say it on Sunday. You didn't. You alluded <laughs> to it. Intentionally, but you didn't I didn't. Say I didn't it. intentionally go to it because I wanted to focus on this moment, and I was thinking, um, maybe God was sending His family there to be with Him, to enjoy what He had accomplished. Mm-hmm. And and he here is Joseph. Um, he's leading in the minority, right? He's a foreigner mm-hmm. who was a slave and a prisoner, and now he's the governor. So it's probably no one in his position that's gone through the journey that he had come through. Mm-hmm. So that's why some would even say that this story is a fairy tale. But as black people, we know this to be true. Yeah. Because we've seen Booker T. Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We've we, we, we seen uh, how these slaves went from from nothing to being uh, great men and women of stature. Mm-hmm. And this is the case here <clears throat> with um, with Joseph. And, um, and, and his brothers come. I believe they came to, to say, hey... Um, even though we messed up, you still will have family. You'll have people that look like you when you get off work. Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> you, 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 you have some type of camaraderie uh, when you leave from from the table of those who have no connection to you at all, on, only that you they have to listen to what you say. And so I, I believe God brought him there to develop that community um, that community for him, and so he remained humble. And then I also look, if you read through this this whole narrative, you see on multiple times it says, "And Joseph cried." Mm-hmm. And every time I saw that, I would cry while I was reading, mm. <laughs> while I was reading it, because I can like reading it, I could like feel his pain. Mm-hmm. He had done nothing wrong. Mm. Um, he just told his dream. And and uh, because he told his dream, his brothers hated him even the more. They already hated him because right. his dad made him the favorite. But but he cried when when they didn't recognize him. Yeah. Um. He he cried when they um. They was doing everything that they could to to keep their brother from coming. You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. protect their brother. They say you you know you can have us you can take two of us you know the older brothers were saying you can take us just let let the younger brother go home to our dad because our dad don't want to he'll die if his other son dies mm. and he here's Joseph seeing them bargaining with him for the sake of a brother and him they sold away. Mm. It was so painful. It was just like, you no know, tears, you know, just reading it. Mm-hmm. And it affected me in such a way. And even when he when he exposed him, revealed to them that he was Joseph, the Bible says he kicks everybody out, and he stood there alone. No one was there with him. No one uh, was there to help with the big reveal. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, coming out party. Mm-hmm. There was no gathering of all family and friends and say, Hey, I'm your brother. It was the Bible says, and he kicked everybody out and he stood alone and he cried so loud 
that everybody in the house heard him in the house of Pharaoh. Mm. They heard him cry because of the pain that his family had took him through. But yet and still he's the he's he's now the governor of the land that's saving their lives. Um, so I say he remained humble because mm-hmm. he could have been gloating. He, he could have did anything, oh, yeah. but he, he remained humble even um, after the dream had come come to pass. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Two two pieces come to mind from that. One in the sermon, I did know Tis that you used your biblical imagination, so I'm very appreciative of that. And then second, talking about Joseph crying. Notice in the text that he 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 cried, but he hid his tears. Mm-hmm. Was was Joseph a proud man? It was was this something that he wanted? Was he trying to keep a persona about with being governor, or was he trying not to let others know that this was painful? Like it's almost as if we're we're experiencing Joseph's diary in how he has how he was affected, but yet he hid his. No one saw his tears. He kicked people out, mm-hmm. so they couldn't see him cry. They heard him, right. but they're not seeing him. Is there, is there any cultural significance? No, to that? I think at this time, those times when he was hiding his tears, is he didn't want he he didn't he had he had not yet exposed himself to his brothers. Okay, um, so when when he saw them and they arguing about what they had did to him, the Bible said he turned his face and he cried. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when they went, when they had came back <clears throat> the second time, um, it said, you know, he went to the chambers, closed the door and he cried. He didn't want them to know who he was at that point. And his tears probably would have revealed mm-hmm. who he was. Um, and so he, he decides to hide. I think that's it. But because, but if you see in the final occurrence of him crying, it's openly, mm. uh, and, uh, right here in this text in 42, uh, it's open. He's not hiding, uh, but he's crying openly to them, and mm-hmm. s- and he's crying out aloud. Okay. So loud where others can hear him. Okay. Probably. Ah! You know, like you get a beat a beating with <laughs> an ugly face. Oh boy. Tears and don't snot. miss those days. <laughs> I love you, mom. Uh. So the the next point you've got you have is we must honor God and you talk about how Joseph reveals himself and then you call him petty. Yeah. Um which I made the note of younger brother all day cuz they <laughs> love to be petty. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that that revel, that revealing component and I and I think too about like I I work with college athletes and seeing their just body transform from their first year in to their second year mm-hmm. just thinking about that change so i could only imagine the physical change that happened with joseph over um this almost two decade period right. where you know when they put him in the pit he might have had you know maybe he just had a little bit mm-hmm. peach fuzz <laughs> now he probably got a full beard They're like who is this man um so like recognizing recognizing that change was probably really hard for for them for his brothers especially because they imagined him being this one way and he's not anymore um but you talk about us kind of looking at you know why why god did did this and how we have misquoted jeremiah 29 11 maybe misquotes not right we have not um 
expounded upon Jeremiah twenty nine eleven in the way that we should. Let's let's talk a little bit more about that because I do love that verse. Mm-hmm. And so um, let's talking about okay. let's talk about it. So so number one, I was saying Joseph was petty in his speech because he was like, "Yo, um, it's me, Joseph, the one you sold." Right. He he <laughs> he didn't say it's me, Joseph, uh, the one that had the coat of many colors. Um, or the one your daddy loved the most. He said, I'm the one you sold. I, so I say that's kind of petty, right? It uh, is. But <laughs> Remember, but, uh, he, he sold me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so he, 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 he brings that to that knowledge. And, and looking at this, um, Joseph was saying, you sold me, but God sent me. Mm-hmm. That takes a large level of faith, commitment, and trust in God to recognize the sovereign hand of God that's saying everything I went through is because it was a part of God's plan. You all was just a part of God's plan. Mm. That's that's what he's telling them. You, 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 you thought you were selling me. You thought you was getting rid of me. You thought you was destroying me, but God sent me. And so when we go to Jeremiah 29, 11, very familiar passage of scripture that a lot of people love. But can we actually handle what this scripture is saying? Mm-hmm. It says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Some text says, I know the plans that I have mm-hmm. for you. Right. What do we do when God's plan uh, consists of? Brothers hating you, family abandoning you, throwing you in a pit, selling you into slavery, doing well in slavery, being lied on, go to jail because a lady said you tried to rape her, being in prison for years, thought you was getting out. What what do you do when God's plan consists of that? I don't do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're asking. <laughs> you don't, right? So that's. That's why I I call God the God of the in-between because he often gives us the end result. Mm -hmm. But rarely do we know what's going to happen before we get there. Teach. Come on, teach. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. We see it it in the Gospels. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Everybody's like, cool, let's go. But he does not tell them there's a storm coming as we're traveling. Mm. To the other side. God said, hey, go ahead. You're going to get this job. You get the job. But you didn't know what it would take (laughs) to keep the job. Mm -hmm. Or the struggle and the strife and the strain that you will endure while you're on the job. God has a plan for all of us. But can we truly say we trust the plan? Even when the plan goes away that we did not think it would go. Mm. He said, I have a plan towards you. I have thoughts towards you and they have of peace and not of evil. What? Yeah, what? You, you think this pit is peaceful? Oh. Let's think of a pit. Think, yo, but think a pit in these days are, they were, the pits normally had water in them. And, but this, they said in the pit was dry. That was a blessing. <laughs> Normally, pits also have traps in them. 
So when animals on, fall, so they didn't build the the pit. They didn't dig the pit. The pit already existed. It's already existed. Okay. Okay. Right. Continue. All right. Pits got. So they normally in it. built. They did the pits through the bitch. They normally kept water in them, or they normally had traps or like spikes. And so when someone falling or animal falling, it kills the animal. Mm. But 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 you saying this is a part of your plan that is peaceful and not evil. Your plan consists of me going to slavery. You saying this peaceful and not evil. And I would say yes, because if we read the story of Joseph, every time we look and see he went somewhere else, the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. And the Lord was with Joseph. Mm -hmm. No matter where he went to slavery, the Lord was with him. He went to prison. The Lord was with him. And that just proves the sovereignty of God, that God will protect us even when we go through the hardships of life. Mm -hmm. If we are in his plan, because they may look evil to us, but they are for peace. Now, we may not experience that peace in that moment, but mm -hmm. we're experiencing that peace at some time. And he said, and I'm giving you a future and a hope. I'm giving you a future and a hope. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you something better, and I'm giving you an expectation. Yeah. And so that scripture, yeah, a lot of people quote it, but can we truly live it? Yeah, can we truly live it? Which, you know, goes into, because it's not just us and our individual lives, because we have been commanded to be in community. <laughs> and so looking at the third point, that like we must be willing to help others. Right. Uh, and you talk about the story of Mr. Willie Jones. Willie Jones. And y'all need to go back and listen <laughs> to the sermon if you haven't already. We're not going to go through the story. Right. But understanding the the humbleness of not, ex not accepting what was going to be given immediately, but knowing that it's going to, it's going to work out for your good. Mm -hmm. And so, and so you you say that uh, Joseph shows us that for some of us, where we are is because God wanted us to help someone else. Right. Which I think is always a challenge for us in our Western American society, in that I am where God has placed me because God is going to bless me, not I am where I am because. God wants me to bless somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's that's uh, <laughs> that that that's that's it. No, Joseph went through all of this for the dream to come true, and the dream was one day his mother, his father, and his brothers will bow before him. But he didn't know in order for his family to live was because of him. Mm. And and for many of us. Our blessings are to be blessings to somebody else. And God puts us in certain positions so that we can leave the door open for those who will follow behind us. Mm. And so this is Joseph, right? God has placed him in, in a position to be able to take care of his family and be all right. No. Sometimes, no. No, my family asks for money. I'll give it back to y'all. Like, I know you're not going to give it back to me. <laughs> but I, I, I just believe, for me, God has given me enough to be able to help. 
mm-hmm. when the call is needed, when the call is received. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's <clears throat> that's how I take it. But but for us, some of God has placed people in position so that we can be able to help others. Joseph said, hey, go get my father. Bring everybody, your children, your children's children, and your livestock. I'm going to take care of everything. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and he knew the position that he was in was to for the sake of helping other people, not just for him. Mm-hmm. It was not for him to um, say, hey, I'm the governor of the land, but it was for him to say, hey, I need to help my family. So, um, and so God puts us in position to help others because this story then goes all the way back to Genesis 12 when God first calls Abraham and Abraham becomes the father of faith and and God tells him out of you um, many nations will come the sand on the seashore the stars in the sky your descendants <clears throat> will not be able to be numbered you're going to be a nation and this has not come to pass yet because there's been Abraham Isaac Jacob and then the 12 mm-hmm. so this has not come to pass yet so if Jake Joseph stays in Canaan never gets in the pit goes to slavery go to prison and goes to the palace if he never gets there goes there they die in the famine mm. Mm. <clears throat> but because God had a plan to take Joseph through all of this the lineage the bloodline of Abraham lives on today okay but if not it dies and then god matter of fact god is the one <clears throat> that has his name on the line his promise mm-hmm. on the line so that's why we see and the lord was with him mm-hmm. and the lord was with him because i'm assuming god is trying to ensure his promise is kept and he's using joseph to make that promise come to pass and after Joseph goes through all of this and promoted to the governor of the land, now he's helping his family to survive, to live. And so that's why, that's why some of us know we go through stuff um, for the sake of others. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a tough pill to swallow. It is. That I'm going to endure all of this so you won't have to. <clears throat> and parents, we, we know what that is because... We, we, we've we been through some stuff. We've done some stuff. We've experienced the pain of going down certain roads that we shouldn't have gone down. And we tell our kids not to do it. But what they do, uh, let me go see what this is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pray for us. Some of us just have to experience stuff for ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you talk about enduring something for somebody else, thinking of black people and those that were enslaved and knowing that this was this was not the purpose of of their lives and their willingness to to sacrifice uh to make sure that then if not for them for the next generation can be free um, Mm -hmm. can read can own land hold jobs uh move into middle class move into upper class become elected officials and uh ceos cfos um presidents all of it, all the all the C's and the O's, <laughs> uh, but but that's a dream. I think right. there's definitely a shirt out there that's on my ancestors' wildest dreams because it's true. It's true. Uh, because because our people had audacity to hope. 
Mm. That back way back then, they we, we are their answered prayers. Yes. Some they pray for some stuff they never saw. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we look at it. They 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 praised and shouted and worshiped God for some things they never received. And because of their tenacity and their hope and their prayers, we are who we are today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's because of their um, tenacity and determination to, to ensure that we did not have to endure the hardships that they did. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it speaks to us. No, like that's, that's what I said in the sermon. This story of Joseph is so relatable to African-American people because we know what it is to go from pits mm. to the palace, right? They call black men dumb, deprived, dangerous. But then they had to call one of us Mr. President. Mm. Yes. They, 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 call, they call our women welfare queens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then now they got to call one of us Madam Vice President. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they, they. When it came to voting, they was like, "Well, uh, slaves or black people are only three fifths of a man. You can't even count them as a whole person." But, but look at the achievements. Look at uh, the inventions. Mm-hmm. Look at how our culture has been stolen and 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 changed. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of what they see us doing, and so. Um, we've come a long way and I know, um, we still got a long way to go, but we can all relate our, we can relate to Joseph that, that if we keep dreaming and we trust God in the dream, he'll make it come to pass because dreams do come true. They definitely do. Thank you, pastor. Bless you. For, for coming on again and talking through this scripture, looking forward to our next conversation. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe. Thank you for joining Mount Zion Overflow. We look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace.